You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, culture consultant and founder of Liberty Mind, and I want to inspire people to create unique company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations and employees about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Make It Thrive. I hope you're enjoying season three so far. Today on the show, we're talking about learning and development, because as many of you will know, learning and development is an essential part of a company culture, but making it relevant and engaging can be a challenge, especially when it comes to young talent and those fresh out of university or college. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Jackie Cooper, the entrepreneur's mentor and empowerer, about how businesses can try to develop a culture of learning. With Jackie's wealth of experience, I know that you're all going to have some food for thought after this conversation. So let's get started. Hi, Jackie, and welcome to Make It Thrive. So give our audience an introduction to yourself and the work that you do. Hi, Lizzie. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Um, well, what I do is I'm a startup business mentor and support person, really. So I mentor, uh, empower and encourage people to deliver their business ideas. And through that work, uh, I've become to be really passionate about enterprise and entrepreneurial education. Fantastic. Now that sounds fantastic, especially starting starting people off at a young age to be entrepreneurial, I think is quite inspirational because I think some of us probably all had a few ideas about what we would like our careers to be when we were older, um, but perhaps we didn't quite have that support or um, guidance from those around us. So I think that's very inspirational work that you do. Thank you. Well, it's one of those things that has developed. I now have a portfolio career. Well, I've always had a portfolio career, but it's now become in vogue. So um, (laughs) it's really nice to be able to support people in the same way because we're living longer, we're working longer. So, you know, uh, a one, one size fits all job isn't for people these days. So things are very different. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Now, today, I wanted us to really get to grips with um, developing a learning culture for young talent. I feel that in our sort of current education system, we're still training young people to kind of work in almost factory roles, um, when in fact, many of our future roles will be based around sort of soft skills and people skills. And I hear a lot of employers talking about how their young talent have, you know, poor communication skills or no self-awareness. I mean, from your experience, does this gap start in education? Well, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Lizzie and uh, we don't know what our future holds Uh, um, uh, we don't know what our future jobs will be so Mm. uh, it is one of those things that um, I think there there needs to be you know a fair bit of work around this and I, 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 I so agree with you that our our current educational system isn't fit for for purpose for for where we're going forward and forward very quickly of course um I think that uh, Sir Ken Robinson's video, although it was nine years ago, uh, it's called uh, Changing Education Paradigms. Um, It lays out the problem very clearly. And unfortunately, we still haven't addressed that. Um, We have so many ways in which uh, we communicate these days uh, that the lines are blurred. 
um, and it's it's quite difficult um, for uh, people to get grips with that um you know in in the old days in in my day they still had typewriters when uh, when we were learning <laughs> stuff at school but you didn't have all this noise and these different communication channels where you do now so it, it does you know very much blur the the situation um as does the the, the etiquette of using those different channels as well yeah um, i think also we live in a um uh, a blame society as well where we being self-aware um is something that we we aren't actually uh taught anymore uh, and take responsibility yeah. for ourselves yeah. uh and i think that's also you know uh, very much around the people skills and uh, uh and the soft skills that we require in business today um uh, in my mind that self-awareness and taking responsibility do take uh to go hand in hand and we do need to teach them uh which is a, a very exciting um challenge um but uh and that's at yes. home too not in just ed- ed- education so i think that there is a lot of work that yeah. can be done but there's an awful lot of positives too so uh, but i think uh, with our ever changing world we do need to address this on a regular basis yeah no i definitely agree with you there it really is a, a holistic approach isn't it i think it's a mix of trying to make people um even like you say in their home life as parents make make children you know self-aware and aware of of what's out there as well as the education system so it's probably a blended approach that's needed very much so very much so certainly in my opinion <laughs> yes me too i'm sure I mean, you probably have experienced the same that many employers feel it's not their, you know, responsibility to train young talent. But I think in order to create, you know, better workplaces, we all need to play our part in nurturing the future. What would you say to a leader who is resistant to recruiting and developing young talent? Well, I would have a lot to say, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Because investing in your employees is, is paramount. Um, mm. There is a school of thought, thought from some em- employers that that they train people, then they leave, and they've trained staff to go and work for competitors, wasted their money, and you, you know that's you, you know that's the end of that. However, I think really it's it's a lot more about how the person, how the employee feels, and how the employer feels. Because if you take, if you take a Maslow's hierarchy of needs it demonstrates the need for um, psychological and self-fulfillment. Yes. So there needs to be uh, feelings such as belonging, accomplishment, and uh, and achieving one's potential. And I think if if employers uh, take uh, that kind of stance, they are more likely to hang on to a great employee um, and because the employee wants to stay working uh, with that employer um, because they're invested in, they feel part of part of something great and something yeah. bigger than themselves. Um, and one of the core um, outcomes of that training um, is 
the, the loyalty, really. And, and of course, there's risk as far as the employer is concerned, but that can be managed uh, very easily um, through various different ways. It might be, you know, a clause in a contract or a trade off or, you know, there's so many ways of doing it. But you know, that communication and that development together is really, really key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you picked up sort of on something there as well, because I think it's one of those things where when employers go to companies, they, they want that development as well. People seek that that need to connect on a higher level. And through their learning their own learning and development, they can gain that and feel more connected to the business. Indeed. Completely agree with you there. I mean, some interesting stats that I was looking at when I knew we were talking about this topic, I was like, right, you know, I want to really get to grips with some of the data that's out there. So according to the Office of National Statistics, employment hit a record high in 2019. Um, So the highest rates of employment since the 1970s, which is quite astonishing. And by 2021, it's expected that Gen Z, those born in the 1990s to 2010, will make up one third of the workforce. Um, however, I mean, this generation obviously going to have a, a different set of expectations from the workplace. So we've seen how, you know, millennials have kind of changed the workplace and there's been a lot in the press about that. And I don't want to dive too much into stereotyping, but research by Adobe has found that, you know, this young talent want clear goals and personal challenges that keep them involved in their work. I mean, from what you've seen of current organisations, are companies and businesses equipped to meet the workplace needs of young talent? Well, um, as you say there, I don't I too don't want to stereotype and cast aspersions about companies and and whether they're uh, equipped or not to manage Gen Z. Uh, because we'd be talking about individual situations. Mm. However, in my opinion, if change in the workplace is required, then Gen Z could initiate that change. So, you know, managing yeah. upwards and, uh, and that sort of thing. So you don't have to be at the top to initiate that change. Yes, absolutely. So I suppose what I'm talking about here is uh, entrepreneurship, which is... Uh, entrepreneurs are self-motivated proactive people who take the initiative to innovate uh, inside a a business so product service process um, and such people could could and will be the next our next generation of leaders and obviously they've got to develop that Um, so if the organization needs to have um, uh, this this sort of uh, changing company culture um, and this uh, entrepreneurial behaviour, then um, companies that recognise this will flourish and the people within that that organisation will flourish too. Um, Unfortunately, companies that don't recognise and develop people, often the individual will leave and either go to another company, like I said before, talking about training people for competitors uh, or set up a business themselves and yes that may well happen uh, longer down uh, further down the line um, but the experience knowledge and growth of the person and the business uh, together uh, has had a positive impact all the way around so yeah I think businesses can do a lot more and they do need to understand but they need to understand what those things are 
Um, and then at the end of the day, uh, who doesn't want to have um, the the better workplace and have the understanding of the expectations of them? Um, of them as such as um you know goals and challenges and things like that if you know the rules of the game then you, you know you can play it yeah no absolutely I completely agree with you I think it's one of those things where um you know I suppose sometimes it's being scared of change and I think sometimes a lot of businesses have, have done things one way for so long um but ultimately change is inevitable as as we've seen over the past you know 10 years I mean the world of work is very very different to what it was almost 20 years ago Um, it is so it's one of those things where I suppose it's the old the old saying you've got to adapt or die really um, in regards to evolving your culture Uh, absolutely Um, I think outside and inside of business uh, the world is very fast-paced change at the moment uh, with technology etc uh it, it just you just need to uh look at things regularly and, and make sure you you are developing uh, as an individual and as an organization definitely i mean i know we, we touched on it briefly at a minute ago but I mean many of the younger workforce that we, we see coming into to the organizations now they've been brought up around this technology and they're very intuitive to technology and technology is something that is consistently being adopted into organizations to improve process and efficiency but where do you feel it sits when it comes to developing the soft skills of young talent? I think the key thing with technology is that if you know the basics of how to use something like take the Internet, for example, I grew Mm. up without the Internet, uh, but my children, um, they all grew up with the Internet. I think the key thing is, is learning to use the tools for research. Uh, You can research any topic um, and then you can turn that information into knowledge which then in turn you can develop as a as an individual and that collectively does help very much within organizations um and uh, by developing uh, research skills early on in life most most things can be learned um by turning that information into knowledge uh and that's very much around uh, soft skills uh, for for example, critical thinking and problem solving is something else that uh, uh, employers uh, often uh, complain about. Whereas there are so many puzzle style games and apps and, and, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation and all those things where these young people can quite easily develop those skills. But sometimes you just mm. need to put a label on them so that they can transfer those skills from game playing into the real world, for example. So it's this recognition of, of yes. where those skills can be transferred. Definitely. And I think as well with technology now, the world is so much more open and you can learn about things so much quicker and easier than you 
ever have been able to before you know there's no more getting a library card trying to find the right book trying to find the right reference and and having to read something um you know we we now have google (laughs) which everybody googles it and it's true you know that there's not just the internet but there's so many other platforms out there now that can enable businesses to improve the soft skills of teams absolutely yeah, I mean, you take resilience, for example, which uh, is one of the core soft skills um, that you can uh, that you can develop yourself. And it's all about mental and physical fitness. Uh, and obviously, mental mental health is is a very big part of our uh, culture mm-hmm. and society these days. But to to train yourself and develop your own mental mental uh, mental and physical fitness, uh, you can use tech to exercise at home or book gym sessions or you know Mm. I've I've had a conversation this morning with um, a a client of mine um, and he uses technology to help him develop his um, his mental uh, fitness through meditation now you know somebody like me that has knowledge of pre-technology uh meditation is very much internal it's in your head but actually there are there's tech out there that can actually help you develop that and develop your meditation um practices uh to become more resilient which i find absolutely amazing yeah absolutely no it always amazes me the amount of apps and other things you can find these days I don't think there's a week that goes by without me getting recommended one (laughs) yes absolutely and you've got to have a look because some they work for you and some they don't yeah absolutely and it's funny actually you touching on resilience because I read an incredible book um called Grit um the power of resilience by Angela Duckworth okay um definitely one I would recommend people read and that is and that is all about the science of resilience and you know where does our resilience come from and 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 how how do we harness that resilience as well for our success so Mm. it's really interesting because um in one of the studies Angela did because I think she's um she's a professor at one of the top universities unfortunately I've forgotten which one now but Mm. she does lots lots of research on resilience and one of the studies she conducted was to see how resilient students were have or have been over the past 50 years. So right. she wanted to see, you know, if, if someone got a, a fail grade, how would they react then and how would they react now? And, and kind of, you know, what's the difference in these approaches? And she, you know, she has clearly found that, you know, maybe years ago, because times were a bit tougher, um, you know, people were a bit more resilient to to. I say in you know quotation marks failure yeah and um, you know people were a lot more resilient to bounce back whereas was now we tend to seem to take it a lot harder than when we ever have done before mm, yeah. especially when it comes to that generational gap I think because of you know we're very lucky in the world that we live in now as, as you know as much as the news like to make likes to make us think we're all living in the worst possible time we're actually in, we're actually in one of the best possible times the world has ever seen Um, so do you think sometimes especially when it comes to in an organization you know you've got a real mix of employees sometimes because there's lots of different generations in there now do you think sometimes slightly older employees are guilty of seeing young talent as sort of naive Um, and do you think in some way there could be a learning exchange 
fostered in the workplace? Most definitely. But again, I don't want to to stereotype um, mm. about the, 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 the older generation, be, uh, you know, and how they perceive young talent. Uh, but uh, also, I count as one of those older people you're speaking of. So, <laughs> but joking aside, um, I, I feel that most definitely and passionately that we need to learn from others um, through our experiences, yeah. uh, their knowledge, developing our own uh, knowledge. Um, and, and sometimes these relationships can form naturally in the workplace, but uh, definitely it's advantageous to encourage such behaviours and development of such behaviours um, because the attributes and skills of the young the young person are still relatively raw so you know that they mm. they um can develop and, and decide how they want to develop um so i believe that the selection process for the staff needs to address this um so that the right fit for the team and the support development um that that can you know help the whole uh, organization and the people move forward but yes you're right it does need to be fostered yeah because I mean I've seen some organizations where they've created almost like a buddy system where you know yeah. they've, they've got um, a mix of I mean it's even in regards to cross-cultural so you know people that are from different parts of the world um, so you've got a really good system where people can um, buddy up and they each yeah. can teach each other something else because, you know, one person might know one thing about a lot and you might know another thing about, so, you know, a lot. So it's it's combining those two and actually drawing on people's knowledge and experiences together and taking that shared approach, I suppose. Yes, very much so. So in regards to sort of, you know, developing a learning culture, what are some of the practical things you think organisations can do, Jackie? Well, we all need to keep moving forward, as as we've, we've talked about, um, and not stand still. Uh, and that's organisations as well as uh, in, individuals. And I think managing expectations of the employer and the employee mm. is not just about the salary. Yeah, I think the benefit packages um, are often the things that uh, people look at more so than the salary. Because once you've got the salary yeah. coming in, the salary is coming in. But things like um, having flexible working hours, gym membership. Um, uh, I think also uh, the, the recruitment process be is a two-way thing. So you select... As an employee, you select an employer in the same way as an employer selects an employee. It isn't a one-sided thing. And I think by having that communication uh, 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 right from the beginning, you will, you know, the employer and the employee will, you know, find a truly uh, good match um, to to actually, uh, you know, be able to to have the vision and work on the vision together um regular communication i think is very important and to to address and celebrate the failures as well as the the positive things that happen um because at the end of the day failure is such a positive thing because we learn far more from failure than we do from from the positive stuff Um, so and again, going back to the Maslow um, hierarchy of needs, that the whole 
belonging and being part of a team um and that that the recognition of where you where you made a difference um has a a, a real big big um impact and again uh, agreeing the the rules of the game uh setting the goals and the most my sorry milestone milestones <laughs> oh dear i put my wrong teeth in this morning um and uh uh measure and uh, analysis of and adapting accordingly uh, and having that kind of culture the company culture or the organizational culture that that um, really does develop that um, and going back to think what you were saying earlier about gen z needing clear goals and personal challenges i think that's such a a major thing because if yeah. you don't know what your goals are um, and indeed what the challenges are, then uh, it's a little bit difficult to, to actually develop and move forward and achieve what you're supposed to be achieving if you don't know yeah. what that achievement looks like. So there again, very much, um, you know, the, the sharing the vision. Definitely. To, to no, I completely agree with you. I think it is very much a understanding you know what what's coming what's coming up in regards to the these new talent and and how people need to adapt and change and and start thinking mm. about how their culture is is helping to develop these people yes absolutely but no you've been a wealth of knowledge today Jackie um and I really have enjoyed our chat um, for those of you who are interested in seeing what Jackie's up to um, all of Jackie's information will be in the show notes um, but thank you so much for joining me again Jackie thank you Lizzie you've been listening to Make It Thrive the company culture podcast with me your host Lizzie Benton if you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture don't forget to subscribe Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.